that was absolutely fantastic. I could have listened to that for another hour or so. I know, it's great, wasn't it? I so, it. we're the Book Whisperers. Hello, podcast number two. How exciting is this? Ka-ching. <laughs> so exciting that Mary's got her phone on and is just texting her best friend, asking her what... What she's doing for tea. Yeah, I, I thought that she was asking for ingredients or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. She's <laughs> off to make that fish pie again. Anyway, I'm actually setting you. a stopwatch for us for this time because last time we went over. So I'm setting a stopwatch no. to try and make sure that we actually stick to time. Let's go over. We're always on time. Well, well apart we from the stopwatch, how much fun are we going to have this time? Because mm. we have in our midst an 80s pop star. Oh. We, we do. do, yeah. And we're not going to let on which one of us <laughs> it is, are we? No. no. But that very famous songstress, Miss Prickles, is amongst us. And we're going to be giving you a little teaser throughout. Mm. And then we're going to play the most amazing tune. It is tune. You've ever heard. <laughs> So, one of us is Miss Prickles. You have to guess who as time goes on. But anyway, who are there we? Any prizes? Any prizes for guessing who? Answers Just on a points. postcard. Points, not <laughs> prizes. We're the Book Whisperers. Thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> Who are the book whisperers? Who wants to go first today? Hang on, I'll just get the straws out. Would you like to draw a straw? I drew the straw last time and came... Ooh, Lee's got the short straw. (gasps) That means she goes last. Hang on. (laughs) Let me guess. (laughs) I'll take the straw. Oh, she's got the medium-sized straw. That must mean that I must have to go first. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Susan Cohen. I am the... uh, uh, what am I? What am I? Who am I? What's my name? Please help me. You're Maybe the... we should introduce each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, to my right, I'll introduce Mary Turner Thompson, international, international selling author. We're all bowing now. I'm on my knee, the one that works. Yes. <laughs> Mary Turn Thompson, international best-selling author of The Bigamist, and the new release coming soon. Coming When's soon. it coming? Um, it's it's going to be in the new year. Okay. Coronavirus has delayed everything, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it will be early in the new year. The follow-up, the psychopath, the hotly anticipated. Yeah, so that's wait. that's dun, Mary. Dun, dun, dun. Mary, you go and since you're the medium straw girl. So I'll I'll so I'll introduce Lee then. Oh. And, and so Lee Lee Taylor, not short Taylor, straw. <laughs> is a story writer and author uh, of books such as uh, Midlothian Folk Tales and Animals, Beasties, Beasties and, and Monsters, Monsters of Scotland, which I love that title. I do. I love it so much. Um, she's awesome. She does. She works with schools and she she does presentations on. Um, storytelling uh, and does creative challenges and stuff like that with the Book Whisperers, which has been absolutely eye-opening for me. So, uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Oh, I love hearing all of this, all the things that I do. <laughs> it's quite nice to you this way, actually, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Makes me feel quite exciting. You are exciting. And the medium straw or the long straw? I think I'm the long straw. The long week. straw. This time we have the wonderful, the incredible, the fantastic Susan Cohen. Oh, Give her a big hey. round. <laughs> <laughs> Susan Co- Cohen, ex-lawyer. 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 Are, you ever, still... are you ever an ex-lawyer? I mean, no. Is she a recovering lawyer? <laughs> oh, she could be a recovering lawyer. Yeah. Burnt out <laughs> husk of an old lawyer. <laughs> 
<laughs> Take that wig off your head. Oh, no, they don't wear those, do they? <laughs> Paid good money for this. <laughs> ex-lawyer, anyway, ex-lawyer. Publisher, incredible light writer. Not lighter. <laughs> could flick her open and see if her light comes on. Uh, Always steady. <laughs> brilliant comedian. Absolute brilliant comedian. Brilliant. Always making me laugh. There you are. Look. Yeah. And, and you can find us at thebookwhisperers.com. Bookwhisperers.com. Yes. We lurk on Facebook a lot, don't we? <laughs> we do a lot of lurking on the internet. Yeah, so you, you can find us at thebookwhisperers.com and oh. you can find us, the Book Whisperers, on Facebook, where we have a huge community of people. Yeah. A great bunch of people supporting each other writing. Yeah. We love them. Yeah. They love us. They love us. Well, they say they love us. Yeah. <laughs> Behind your backs, I have no idea. Yeah, you never know. And you have to say, would you please stop sending me the chocolate, whoever it is? Because soon I won't be able to get out of the door. You will. You know we'll be there to drag you. <laughs> now, talking about our lovely whisperers, we've got some whisperings. Yes. And our lovely book whisperers have each week bombarded us with questions. And this week we have a choice few. Yes, we do. Yes, Have we, we not? Do. Who would like to read the first question? I'll like to read them. I would. I would love to. Look so, at us. Have I got, I've, I've Look at us. We're all post-lockdown yes, posh. Yes, we are. We're going to terribly posh. I'm going to have to put If you call us in January, we'd be talking like navvies. <laughs> like we usually do. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've got, um, we've got three questions today. So I'm going to read out Vincent's questions. So Vincent is... Uh, I think he's eight years old um, and he's part of the Whispers as well. And uh, his mum was actually in Stir Crazy, uh, the book Stir Crazy we brought out. So um, Vincent's asking, how can I write a book about Minecraft? Minecraft. Minecraft. My son was really into that at one stage. My my children still are. (laughs) They create entire worlds together where they actually... (laughs) And get lost in it. Yes. So cool. Well, I have to say Minecraft seemed to have posted on their their website um, some commercial use guidelines. Yes. Because I reckon um, a lot of people are are really interested and and doing some sort of fan-type book. And um, what they have done is they've said uh, uh, they've got information there. Go to the Minecraft website and have a little look, Vincent, uh, and certainly go and do your thing. It sounds amazing. And if you love it that much that it's firing up your imagination, by all means, go ahead. Um, And what they're saying is, in terms of what you're writing, as long as you're not making and selling a Minecraft-themed book for the purposes of, you know, commercial gain, um, and as long as you don't use their official logo, they are loving it. Um, They are looking for uh, people to, to... really get a hold of their community mm-hmm. and uh, do sort of unofficial fan books. They're really, really supportive of it. So by all I think means, it says just not, let your imagination you go wild. can't use their name in the title or something. That... Yeah, they're saying things like, um, don't use Minecraft as the first word or the dominant part of your book. Um, they're saying, don't use the Minecraft logo. Um, the cover art should not use the official Minecraft artwork. Um, and just the usual stuff about the fact that you, you be careful that you're not trying to uh, make money on it. But other than that, by all means, you know, use it to fire up your imagination. 
And you know what? I think that's the beauty sometimes about video games. It does actually rewire the imagination in quite a, a vivid way. Mm. So come out of the place that you're in and create your own world. Right about that. Yeah, that sounds yeah. that sounds about right. That sounds lovely, actually. Mm. I Let's go, go there. there. <laughs> <laughs> Can I play? <laughs> okay, so my question, which is a... Not quite blind. It's by Marjorie Bambrick. Hello, Marjorie. You've got a shout on the radio. What made you decide, well, what made you all decide to be writers and what brought about the book Whisperers? Mm, That's a good question. That is a great question. question. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, Well, what made you you guys decide to be writers? With me, it kind of, it was a natural segue from being a storyteller. Yeah. Um, You know, I work with stories. I've worked with stories for the last... 15 plus years <laughs> um, and I was actually approached by a publisher to right. write to write some stories to put So some had you thought together. about it before the publisher contacted you? I used to write but I'd never really thought I never really thought of myself as a writer yeah. or in terms of writing I thought it was a completely different craft and in, in a sense it is but um, the two can be worked together obviously Yeah. so that's what took me that way really it's really interesting we've all got kind of different what, what about you so it's like what's what, what brought you into writing i mean you've done everything i mean between the two of you it just blows my mind how much you've done that's <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing i think the whole but we came to, you know to this point the shared point if you like in yeah. such different ways yeah but you know the old lawyer that i am um and i was a lawyer for oh good 20 years and and so it's always been reading and writing lawyers lives mm. are just academic then I went back to university and studied uh, literature and then again lived a very academic life and started to uh, study a period where um, I became really quite heavily involved in 17th century women's literature. Who knew? Yeah. And so I came out of the academic life, um, uh, requalified as a therapist, as you do. <laughs> Start writing, <laughs> started a bit of ghostwriting, blogging and before you knew it, it combined all these things into my first book. And then the first book experience was, was magnificent. It opened my eyes to, to quite a lot. And I decided actually what I wanted was, was absolute creative freedom. And I started my own company a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's a long and winding road, isn't it, that mm-hmm. gets us to the same point. What, what about yeah. you, Mary? Oh, I, I discovered my husband was a big Miss Nakon man. And... <laughs> Did you to write? I was, I was working as a business advisor for the Scottish Enterprise Network. I was a, a professional busybody. I would go into people's companies and tell them how to run them better. It was great fun. Oh, <laughs> that's a dream job. Like, but yeah, you know, after after finding out that I'd been so spectacularly conned by someone who was so close to me, I found it very difficult to actually tell other people what to do. So, um, but yeah, I walked into a bookshop and said to the um, bookseller. You know, this is, I've just found out my husband's a bigger Mr. Con man who actively impregnates women to rip them off for money. Uh, I want to read a book about something like that. And the guy looked at me and shook his head and just like went, no. <laughs> <laughs> so instead I walked into a publisher and said, this has happened to me, I'm going to write a book. And they went, we'll have that, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I was the first bigger Miss Wife to actually write a true story about being a bigger Miss Wife. So it's happened a few times since. So I have a set of trends. 
Um, but yeah, so it, it was much more because of what happened to me that made me start writing. Yeah. I've always wanted to be an author. If somebody had said to me, would you like to be a film star or a pop star? If you could be anything you could be, what would it be? I would have, I would have said author, but I just never thought I would get there. So it was like the catalyst. Well done, Alf. Yeah. Well done. Great. Well done. Well done, the book whisperers, because yeah. we have other authors in yeah. our stable, if you yes. like. Can we say we've got a book whisperer stable? Ooh. We have, oh, I like yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was my... <laughs> That's my first impression. <laughs> now you did mention pop star there. Just, just, to, just to remember, we do have a pop star. Oh, that might have yeah. been a red herring. It might not have been, <laughs> but it did come from the lips of Mary Turner Thompson. Yes, it did. Didn't you know it? that subliminal yeah. thing where you just happen to mention. Oh, did I mention pop star? Yeah. Mm -mm. Okay, mm. so it might be me. Who might be? Who knows? Clues. Just let you know. Just let you know. <laughs> the lawyer letting her hair down. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a first, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, so let's do one more whisperings question, shall we? Kevin Russell asks, "What's the secret to writing an elevator pitch or introduction letter?" Ooh, that's good, isn't mm. it? You yeah. know what, Mary? Exactly what you said there when you were into the publisher. How mm. did? Tell me exactly how did that go? <laughs> no. Well, I can tell. I can tell you from a marketing and a business perspective. I can't speak today. Um, there's something called the Ada principle, which is attention, interest, desire, action. And if you want to make get anyone to do anything for you, even if that's make you a cup of tea, you actually have to go through the Ada principle to make it work. So you oh. have to grab their attention. You have to create an interest. <laughs> oh, I was pretending to grab Lee there. Yeah. I've got Lee in a headlock. Okay. So you imagine if you, uh, you create an interest and then get them to action. So um, if you if you imagine any advert you've ever seen, if 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 you've seen it, it's grabbed your attention. If you don't see it, then you are not oh, going to do yeah. what they want. Yeah. So I always used to say, you know, sort of like if you're going to send a job application, send a Kit Kat with it, you know, because that's going to grab the person's attention and they'll sit down, have the Kit Kat and look at your CV. You know, so something that actually makes it stand out from everyone else. I missed that one. That's genius idea. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got the attention grabbing. Something that grabs the attention. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I had to, when I used to teach courses in this, I actually had somebody um, came up with the most brilliant marketing ploy, which I thought was great. There was a, a you know how you could get a, a piece of card and fold it over and get a matchstick and an elastic band and wind it around and around and around and around. And when so when somebody takes it out and, un, and opens the card, it... it unwinds and, and vibrates against the card. Have you ever seen that? Well, this guy was actually doing pat testing, which is where you check that your electrical equipment is working properly. And it became kind of mandatory at the time. And this guy this guy was going to do it. And you'd send an envelope to all his customers and they'd pull the envelope out, start, start to open the card. It would vibrate. You'd drop it on the floor, pick it up, and you open it up and it'd just say, if that gave you a shock, give us a call. Oh! <laughs> nice! Yeah. So it's oh, attention. Nice. So grabbing the attention. So you're doing something that makes you stand out from the crowd. You're creating an so you're showing them that you know what their publishing is about. You, How do you fit within their stable? What do you do that actually can make them yeah. 
uh, go, this is the person we want. Yeah. The desire is actually showing them the benefits of having you as one of their authors. So um, the fact that you are capable of uh, doing podcasts, that you are capable of standing up, you know, they're looking at the author, not yeah. just the piece of work that you've written, yeah. because they want to know that the author is going to be somebody who's going to produce work for them again and again and again. So create the desire by showing them the benefits of having you in their publishing company. And then action. So that's one thing most people forget. Mm. Ask the, you know, sort of like say your call to follow up or, you know, ask, you know, something that actually makes, you know, what's what do you actually want them to do next? Mm -hmm. You know, ask them to read your manuscript, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is. So it's attention, interest, desire, action. If you follow that in your elevator pitch, even if it's only 30 seconds long, you will be more successful than if you don't. Look at that. Lee. I know. We have nothing to add to that at all. No, I'm, I'm flummoxed. <laughs> I'm that was my business head going on there, wasn't it? <laughs> I tell you what, though, this is something that's that's the subject of our discussion, isn't mm -hmm. it? Is that in the future we are going to be offering, and we have to plug this here, girls, mm -hmm. the Book Whisperers Retreats. Mm -hmm. Of course. Now, the Book Whisperers Retreats, and that's a really you know, perfect example of how we all come to... The, the, the business, and it is a business, of writing a book mm -hmm. and putting it out there. We all come to this business from different directions. Mm. And actually, if you put all of, of our... Why are we not got a company of our own? We have all of our skills together, then actually, you, you know, we, we've almost got everything covered. Because mm -hmm. in terms of, of what you just mentioned there, those are skills of the left brain. And if you get the left brain skills going with your right brain skills, mm -hmm. which Lee, which are, are these massive creative, crazy, you know, amazing sort of um, wonderful escapades that, that go off in your brain and then they come out your mouth in, in the form of performance. Mm -hmm. And then I just sit in the middle and make nice cups of tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually... <laughs> In terms of a writing retreat, though, if you had a, a week, you know, if we are three nights or we have a seven nights retreats, I'm telling you, you'd be on fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, some of this information you're not going to get, you know, just from one source, are mm. you? These are all sorts of information mm. that you're going to have to get from all sorts of places. Information's have become old Donald Trump. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's distilled. It's distilled, <laughs> yes. Distilled. <laughs> God, you'd think I'm a writer, wouldn't you? <laughs> Have we got time to squeeze in another quickie, do you think? Uh, yes, I think we do, actually. So, do you want to choose a question? Okay, I will. I don't know where the... Um, all these papers on the table, I've lost where the questions are gone, that's why. Have <laughs> hey, uh, we missed that bit? Oh, what yes, brought... I beg your pardon. What, what, sorry, I'm sorry, Marjorie, yes, you're right. Yes, we missed that bit of Marjorie's. What brought about the book whisperers, Lee? Well... It was just before lockdown and we decided that we would all meet up for a coffee in commiseration in a sense because we knew... It would probably be the last time yeah, for a while. The last time. Yeah. So there we were ordering our coffee and the, the, the kind waiter was hovering about, wasn't Terrorised he? Terrorised. The, the, the very nice waiter, as I remember. <laughs> he was absolutely running scared, didn't we? Sorry, yes, he on. was, he was. <laughs> so there we were talking away, sort of like, what could we do? And we knew that this was like a, a horrible train coming at us this oh, this yeah. pandemic and we said well what can we do what can we do we can't well, do anything practical we're not nurses we're not firemen we're not i don't know oxygen tanks or something yeah. like that i am an oxygen tank at the weekend <laughs> oh, <right>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> how does it sound no sorry let's just... <laughs> it's not a good look <laughs> so moving swiftly on we decided 
Well, what can we do? Well, we could we could give people a wonderful way of distracting themselves by providing them with mm. writing or things to write or something interesting that we could all put together ourselves. Together. It was it was a fascinating conversation we were having because it was it was all about you know we we knew we were going to be in lockdown for months on end, and uh, yeah, I, I I seem to remember one of us saying. Don't think it was me. One of us saying um, that you know, all this, all this time, all the, all the times we've heard people say, if only we had time, we would write a book, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and it just sort of like it was like this enormous light bulb going on above the table. So, <laughs> so like we fuck, well, that's the one thing we're actually going to have time. It's we're actually, all wittering you know, at the same time, time at one stage. It's like yeah, <laughs> talking about wittering. <laughs> We do that every Monday night at 8 o'clock. Yeah. And of, and of course, we can't get enough of each other, so we come in here on a Tuesday. <laughs> Just to follow up. <laughs> it's the fact that when we go off air, we carry on talking. <laughs> it doesn't stop. But Monday night at 8 o'clock, normally we are live on Facebook for the scheduled 20 minutes, which last night was 46. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't bad, actually. It's better than normal. <laughs> But actually, from from there, actually, people have gleaned little bits of inspiration and have gone off and done their own things. Mm-hmm. So we have had people that have been publishing books and collections of short stories. We've had people who have never sat in front of a camera before who have broadcast their own work. So actually, um, join us eight o'clock live Monday nights on mm-hmm. Facebook and in the future we'll keep you posted of our live events that will, once everything's safe and and uh, on solid ground, the live yeah. events that are going to start to We do occasionally lunch. have parties as well we have, we have oh, had we have a Facebook we have parties. Had a couple yeah. of Facebook, Facebook parties, parties. Where, where we sort of all zoomed to get our Facebook messenger, what Facebook groups yeah it's a Facebook party group isn't it mm. So um, It's a BYOB as well isn't yeah. it? Yeah <laughs> We get dressed up in our frocks. We sit in our own living rooms. And hoot like drains, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> so that was lovely whisperings. Now, we have very shortly a little interview now. We do. Yes, we do. Now, the interview is somebody that you know very well, Lee. Yes, she's my friend and colleague, Mary Craig. And Mary and I are about to launch our own publishing company. Yay! Yay! Called Scaramouche Press. Yeah. And that's very, very exciting. Where can people find Scaramouche Press? Well, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at the moment. Um, we, will be going, we, we will be going out live September the 7th, I think. Oh, very exciting. So it's fast coming upon us. Very exciting. Mm. Right, shall we phone Mary? I'm sure she's in standby somewhere. She's sitting by the... In a leafy glade, isn't she? <laughs> Probably. With a quill. With and a an ink pot. Actually, my son did that picture. Oh, how lovely. Well, we were just talking about the Scaramouche motif. Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, it's live and everything. I know. Ah. Hello. 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 Is that you, Mary? It is indeed me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's us, live, phoning you. Who's going to ask the first question? Oh, wow. We're in, we're wow. in podcast. I'm on live. <laughs> we're in podcast land. Hi, it's Susan here. Hello, Susan. So, these are the book whisperers. Exciting. Hello. Exciting. 
<laughs> and, we, and Lee has just given you a little bit of introduction, Mary, about, about Scaramouche Press. It sounds exciting. Tell me all about it. Oh, Scaramouche Press. Well, it's obviously the greatest publishing company in the world because Lee and I have created it, of course. And it all started when I fell over like an idiot last year and twisted my ankle. Oh. And I was dog-sitting for my friends who lived down the road from Lee. So they texted Lee to say, our idiot friend Mary has fallen over. Can you go and help her out? So Lee came <laughs> to visit and I went, yay, a new friend to play with. <laughs> um, and we started chatting. And it turned out that we both had books published by another publisher and we hadn't really liked it. And before we knew where we were, we were taking over the world or invading Poland. I can't remember which we decided to do first. Uh, but we decided to set up our own company and yay, Scaramouche Press. And Smarty Pants Lee, of course, had the name already sorted out in our head. So Just came out. Just came yeah. out. Just popped out. There we are. So that that's it. That's Scaramouche Press. Congratulations. Congratulations. What, kind of, what kind of material do you think you're going to be putting out into the world, Mary? We will be publishing anything and everything. We are publishing stories that, what's our saying? Stories that linger, stories that intrigue, stories that challenge, stories that linger. It's the stories that are important. They'll be, there'll be history, there'll be novels, there'll be poems, there'll be children's books, there'll be everything. Everything you could ever want, Scaramouche Press, that's the place to find it. That's very exciting, isn't it? it? Yeah. That's very exciting. Ambitious. Ambitious. <laughs> well, there's nothing like it. Told you you're gonna take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By tomorrow lunchtime. So have you have you got books lined up? Yes. Oh, we have indeed. I've got a little book. I've I've wrote a book. Uh, it's called Beside the Annex, and it's a sort of imagined story of what the neighbours of Anne Frank's lives would have been like while she was hiding in the annex. What was mm. their life like? So you've got a, a baker that just wants to, you know, have a beer and meet a girl, or you've got a pastor who's losing his faith, or you've got a grocer that's trying to fleece everybody with rations. So it's that sort of story. Um, we've got that coming out in September. We've got a book of poetry coming out, amazing fantasy, very dark, very intriguing, twisty humour poetry coming out. We've got an amazing novel coming out from Lee, all about families, interaction and and a little bit about mental health issues. So we've got, oh, we've got tons coming out. Fantastic. That's wonderful. Tell me about some of the production process. Are you committed to printing in Scotland, or are you? Or is it all hard copy, Mary, or is it e-books, or or whereabouts can we find well, your we've, books? We've started off being very green and environmental, so we're starting off with books being published mostly in digital form on all the sort of Amazon type platforms, but they're also available as pod books, print on demand. So rather than you know publishing up or printing up a thousand copies of my book, which will obviously sell, but rather than do that and have them sitting in somebody's back bedroom somewhere, they're only printed when someone buys them. Mm. So we're saving the trees, as well as producing amazing stories all over the place. It's very exciting at your end, isn't it? It is. If you had a would-be author who was listening in just now, um, what would you say to the would-be author to to contact yourselves, or what do you? What would be your Ab- advice? Ab- absolutely, yes. Come and chat to us. We're available. Scaramouchepressinfo at gmail dot com. Come and chat to us. Nice. Show your amazing stories, and and we'll you'll be part of the gang. You'll be part of the team that produces amazing work that 
gets your work out there and, and people can read it and be excited by it. And, yeah, come and join the team. Amazing. Fantastic. That's extremely exciting, yeah. you did. Yeah. Lee's oh, yeah, doing that yeah, thing. Yeah. She's, she's got this shiny face. She's got a, she's got a, she's got a twinkly eyes, shiny face on at the moment. I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure. And the joy is that... Because Lee and I are very, very different, I come from a, a history background and Lee comes from her storytelling background. Although they're very different, they complement each other absolutely beautifully and we're learning from each other. I mean, I just sit there Lee tells these stories and stories and they make you laugh and they make you cry. And that's the joy of starting off with something like Scaramouche. Anybody and everybody can join in. We're having fun, but we're producing stuff that's lovely little gems of stories that you, you read or you hear about and then later on you remember and you think, yeah, I remember that little bit there or, yeah, I remember that story. That's what we want and that's that's what we're doing. Fantastic. Yeah, I have to say, actually, your infection, your infection. <laughs> I meant to say, um, yeah, uh, you know what, we've come out of lockdown. Your enthusiasm is infectious. We're yeah. all kind of like feeling, oh, yeah, we've got stories in us. Uh -huh. yeah, Don't we you all think? Have, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do go. love that whole thing of, um, I, I do believe that, that loving something until it comes to life is the thing. Because you, you've got a lot of energy in your voice. Do you feel the same way, Mary? Yes, yes, that's the thing. Because it's like anything, I, I, I'm currently, and I'm going to be a little bit naughty here, but I'm currently writing another book, a commissioned book. That was going to be my, my it, next it, question. <laughs> it, it's a lovely book, but... At one point, I got stuck writing about sheep. Now, I know that sheep are lovely little creatures, but honestly, I was losing the will to live. And it was so different because it wasn't a passion project. These poor sheep, oh. I was definitely going out and hunting them in fields by the, by the time I'd finished that section. It really So, yes, it does matter. As long as you have the passion and you love what you're doing, I think it comes through. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like work. That's yes. the joy of it. When it's something you love doing, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah, there's something is different, true. isn't yeah. it? The, the yeah. energy on the page is incredible. I, I remember someone saying that they can tell the difference between something that's fueled by fire, as they put it. And I think yes. there's something quite lovely about that. Well, mm -hmm. wowzers. I know. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, gonna be fun, fun, isn't it? And no yeah, sheep in sight. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, maybe you should try writing about sausages. <laughs> idea <laughs> sheep and sausages <laughs> sausage sausage sheep no <laughs> I don't know yeah, like well, a sausage dog <laughs> after about 70 recipes you think oh no really <laughs> well listen Lee's not just doing the twinkly face anymore more. she's actually doing the eyebrows as well uh, I am yeah. Oh, 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 the whole, the whole bit. The, oh, whole, right, the whole nine yards. <laughs> oh, well, well done. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us. This is such such an exciting thing. Yeah. Oh, Mary, oh it's, it's great. It's absolutely great. And I'm looking forward to hear what your podcasts will turn out to be with all you book whispery people. It's all very exciting what you do. <laughs> I have to say, actually, it's like a big girl's day out here. We've got, <laughs> we've got sticky cakes, we've got buns, we've got cups of tea. It's lovely. <laughs> Oh, why aren't I with you? I've got a sticky bun. I just think no good. Mary's knit up to ball <laughs> With my tiara. Absolutely. I'm wearing my gossamer wings. I'll give you a little hint. Lee's in her hot pants from the 80s. 
It was definitely misspent. <laughs> Mimi, thank you. <laughs> so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Go back to your lovely leafy glade. <laughs> I will indeed. I will indeed. Okay. Thanks for chatting and... Uh, I'll, I'll leave you guys to your sticky buns. Thank you so much. Good luck <laughs> bye, with everything. Bye bye, 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 bye. How exciting, awesome. Scaramouche <laughs> Press. Yeah. And we managed to segue into our next segment. We have, haven't we? Which is uh, Whisperer's Work. Now, it's, it's a little twist this week because we've got a little musical segment, have we not? I think we have. Does anybody want to introduce it who might have some insider knowledge? Well... this little ditty this little tune is called Don't Squash Me Lovely And it's sung by Miss Prickles Who's that then? (laughs) I couldn't possibly say (laughs) Oh I love this Pass the tea would you?
Actually, I was I was I was videoing Lee as she mimed along to the music, and actually, what I think is so funny is is, is that there won't be any music on the video. It's <laughs> so it will just look like you're doing silent dancing, mouthing these words. Oh, I am loving the fact that we were almost tearful, and we were doing a sort of like a little baby cuddle of poor little hedgehog. But this one again, flattened. <laughs> Squashed. <laughs> well, apart from <clears throat> admiring the stupendous vocal qualities yeah, of Lee Taylor, because there's nothing that Lee Taylor can't do. No, no, there's, that's right. I don't know. Spiders I'm not good with. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have told us that. <laughs> can't do technical things. Can't do technical things on computers. But it did get us thinking. A thinking, even. Yeah, a spinking. <laughs> a spinking. We're creating new words now. <laughs> Yeah, there is nothing we can't do. Yeah, <laughs> it did get us to thinking, though, how how lyrics of songs mm. do affect us. Yeah. Oh God, yes. don't you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I have to say, when as much as I, of course, could never live without music, could never, I can't imagine a world without music. If I have a song, um, I cannot write and sing along at the same time because the lyrics always draw me in. Mm. But there are songs in my life where I just think, oh, that somebody just knew mm. how to write those lyrics. Yeah. And oh, The Hedgehog yeah. is definitely one of them. <laughs> well, the I reference knew. to Hedgehog's rights, we were punching the air like we were <laughs> marching on Parliament. <laughs> Hedgehog rights for all. <laughs> it should be the case. It should be. <laughs> so we've done preparation for this week. We have. We? My goodness, That's rare, have, isn't it? Rare. <laughs> for us, very we rare. We have come up with some lyrics and our, our not necessarily our favourite uh, song lyrics, but but lyrics that have stuck in our minds or have meant something to us in our lives. Mm. And look, we've got papers. <laughs> <laughs> Who would like to go first? <sighs> well. The performer amongst the perform- us, I would say. I'm, I'm yeah. there, I'm right up that she's on it. But, but then we have to live up to what she's done. Oh, no. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'll, maybe I'll we should make it go back. last. Because it's like, like you know that if she, she goes just... first, we're, we're both going to feel inadequate. I know what you're doing. You want to do the straws again, don't you? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Okay, Lee. Oh, short straw. Me or medium. Oh, it must be you, Mary Turner Thompson. Look at that. I asked for that one, didn't I? You did. I did. You did. Oh, I did it's ask coming. For that. It's coming. Okay, so one of my. Uh, um, <laughs> one of the things you might not know about me 
is that I uh, I was deaf when I was a child. See, I, you didn't know. <laughs> you thought you knew everything there was to know about. I'm no. miming what? I know. I was deaf when I was a child. I had, I, I am the, I'm the poster child for MMRs um, because I had measles and I got a very, very high temperature and after measles, um, because of the age I was, people thought I was just being belligerent. <laughs> so when my mother would call me and I wouldn't turn up. Uh, she thought I was being naughty. So, um, but then they just, so they, when, they, when they discovered I was stone deaf by the time they discovered I was deaf and I had to have an operation on my ears. So anyway, I'm partially deaf now. I love the fact that my friends don't know this. Um, the thing is, I can hear both of you. It's, there's there's a, a top range and a bottom range that I can hear fine, but mm. there's a, there's some women in the middle range that I can't hear at all. I have Gosh. to lip read them entirely. Wow, it does amazing. create some really interesting conversations. Mm. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I, wasn't a, I was trying to impress a publisher once and he was telling me all about how he was at a play and uh, he was really bored, so he started reading his book. And he was five minutes into this story and I was kind of going, you know, watching a play reading his book and I thought it was a bit odd and eventually I couldn't handle it anymore and I turned around and I sort of said well I can kind of understand why the guy next to you was a bit irritated you know what what was the play you were seeing and he looked at me funny and he went I was on a plane (laughs) 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 but I have some friends who you know so I I quite often repeat what people say it's my technique for doing it so if I haven't heard quite what's I'll I'll say it again and you know sort of like and they'll either go no that's not what I said I said this Um, and I've got a few friends who who just go with whatever I say you know so (laughs) so the conversation will just go off at a different time yeah that's what I said you know frogs do burp you know um, yeah so but so one of them one of my favorite um, singer songwriters is uh, Leonard Cohen um, mm, yeah, God rest and all the rest of it. Mm. Um, but it, his voice is so deep; mm. I can actually hear the lyrics. Oh, so there's a lot of music that I listen to. I can't hear what they're saying at all because it's all intermingled with mm. the other music. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so the, I think I think Leonard Cohen is that the, the words that he comes up with are just are so, oh, so amazing. Yeah. So there's there's you know there's several ones that that I adore, but I've picked one that I thought was quite meaty. Ooh. Shall we say? Oh, <clears throat> we like a meaty song. I think a lot of people actually as well. I think a lot of people listen to his songs and they don't, they don't really listen to the words as much. I always um, listen to the words. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like so. I don't know sort of whether whether sort of like people know the lyrics to this. But anyway, it's called "Happens to the Heart." Um, shall I read the whole thing out, or shall I just read a section? What do you reckon? Whatever floats your boat. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how we get. She's on. launching the boat. I am. I'm <laughs> launching. I'm launching. I was always working steady, but I never called it art. I got my dish together, meeting Christ and reading Marx. It failed, my little fire, but it spread the dying spark. Go tell the young Messiah what happens to the heart. There's a mist of summer kisses where I tried to double park. The rivalry was vicious. The women were in charge. It was nothing. It was business, but it left an ugly mark. I've come here to revisit what happens to the heart. I was selling holy trinkets, I was dressed kind of sharp, had a pussy in the kitchen and a panther in the yard. In the prison of the gifted, I was friendly with the guards, so I never had to witness what happens to the heart. I should have seen it coming, after all, I knew the chart. Just to look at her was trouble, it was trouble from the start. Sure, we played a stunning couple, but I never liked the part. It ain't pretty, it ain't subtle, what happens to the heart. Now the angel's got a fiddle and the devil's got a harp. Every soul is like a minnow, every mind is like a shark. Me, I've broken every window, but the house, the house is dark. 
I care but very little what happens to the heart. Then I studied with a beggar. He was filthy. He was scarred. By the claws of many women he had failed to disregard. No fable here, no lesson, no singing meadowlark. Just a filthy beggar guessing what happens to the heart. I was always working steady, but I never called it art. I was just some old convention like the horse before the cart. I had no trouble betting on the flood against the ark. You see, I knew about the ending, what happens to the heart. I was handy with a rifle, my father's three o three. I fought for something final, not the right to disagree. Oh, wow, that's not that. at that. And it just, I mean, it's just oh, stuff of genius, oh, isn't it? I think his lyrics are. I was, I mean, this, I love. I mean, one of the ones I absolutely love is that there was a pussy in the kitchen and a panther Brown in the yard. In the yard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, that says so much. It's incredible. <laughs> But he actually he he became um, a Buddhist monk for a while, mm. um, and it's you know it's it's all about the fact that you know he he was famous and had celebrity and he you know all the and he, he he tried to find that inner peace, which he really struggled with I think and you yeah. know find becoming a monk he sort of found so much more out of that than he did out of. You know, sort of like just just yeah. reading marks and and you know do you know what I mean? There's this everything was kind of surface and. Um, yeah, so I think it's really fascinating. Uh, I think he's an incredible poet. He's an incredible yeah. poet. Yeah. Yeah. It is a standalone lone poem, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's a little bit of a bonus, I always think, if you get your subliminal music and gorgeous yeah. music with it. But I have to say that that's a standalone piece of work, yeah. isn't it? They put that to music and then you're just going to, like, blow your socks mm-hmm. off. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to do Donald Where's Your <clears throat> Choosers. <laughs> Let the wind blow high, let the wind blow low. But I'm jolly glad I didn't now. <laughs> It'd be a real contrast. Spreading tea across the table there. <laughs> that said, I think I still have a bit of a contrast with um, <clears throat> Werewolves of London by Excellent. Warren Zevron. Ooh. We heard that no, one. Lee. No. Lee's doing that look again. I, I love I'm... Lee's looks. <laughs> There's not much really you have to Magnified say. Magnified by my glasses. Yes. I know. My face speaks. Your face is magnificent. <laughs> what about my face? Is you, my face not magnificent? Your it face is, is, is beautiful. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not as articulate, though. It's an articulate face. That's what it is. It's an articulate face. She's going, where was the, what, what the actual heck? Okay. <laughs> it goes, um, it's by Warren Zevron, and it goes, I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand walking through the streets of Soho in the rain. He was looking for the place called Li Ho Fuchs. Going to... I'm trying not to sing it. (laughs) You know that thing? Because I know the song so well. So I'm trying to speak it. but I'm sing it. Yeah, I know, I'm trying not to sing it. He was looking for the place called Li Ho Fuchs, going to get a big dish of beef chow mein, werewolves of London. Ooh. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) If you hear him howling around your kitchen door, better not let him in. A little old lady got mutilated late last night. Werewolves of London again. He's the hairy-handed gent who ran amuck in Kent. Lately he's been overheard in Mayfair. Better stay away from him. He'll rip your lungs out, Jim. I'd like to meet his tailor. I think that's so cool. And of course I like to kind of do a running commentary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I saw Lon Chaney walking with the Queen doing the werewolves of London. I saw Lon Chaney Jr. walking with the Queen doing the werewolves of London. 
I saw a werewolf drinking a pina colada at Trader Vic's. His hair was perfect. <laughs> werewolves of London again draw blood. Uh-huh. Werewolves of London. Uh, his hair was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that one's so standalone without the music. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. It's, it, I think you probably need to put the howls in as well. Because oh, it's like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good one. I love the way that um, music embeds you into a certain time. You know, you, yes. it always takes you back to a certain memory in a certain time. And that's what's happened with me when I've I've thought about some of the songs and bits and pieces. I've, I've, I picked out about three, but one that really stands out for me was the first time I'd ever travelled, I'd ever gone abroad. I was about 21 and I, I hitched um, with a friend of mine. We hitched all the way through France into Spain. Sure. Um, and we had these the old Walkmans, but we shared the Walkmans. <laughs> we had one Walkmans with two, it was like double headphones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you ran, to, when the car stopped, if you both ran at the same time, went to go either side, you'd, you'd both go flying each way. <laughs> but my friend and I, um, we only had three tapes, and one was the Tube's complete, Completion Backwards principle. Um, Joe Jackson, Beat Crazy, and Al Stewart, Year of the Cat. And... I absolutely adore Year of the Cat, um, and I'll read you a bit of it. It goes, On a morning from a Bogart movie, in a country where they turn back time, you would go strolling through the crowd like Pete Loire, contemplating a crime. She comes out of the sun in a silk dress running, like a watercolour in the rain. Don't bother asking for explanations. She'll just tell you that she came in the year of the cat. She doesn't give you time for questions as she locks up your arm in hers and you follow till your sense of which direction completely disappears. By the blue tiled walls near the market stalls there's a hidden door she leads you to. These days she says I feel my life just like a river running through the year of the cat. Wow. Oh, we were right to let Lee go last. Yeah, told you. Yeah. Told you. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I wouldn't have been able to follow that. It's, like, it's, it's funny because it's like she doesn't actually move at all, but you know, she's talking normally. And then when she goes into performance, the voice just changes. It just. It's, yeah, I go into a sort of stillness. It's, it's weird. It's, it is. I You've take got a, such a beautiful yeah. reading voice. You really do. It's just a, a just performing voice. I mean, it's like, you're so uh, that's something you're going to teach us, isn't it? I was yeah. going to say that's yeah. something that's yeah. going to be taught on yeah. bookwhisperers.com. Absolutely. Yes. And, and the writers' yeah. retreats. Yeah. And the perf- I suppose writing and performing. Writing and performing retreat, retreat, really. Yeah. 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 There's something, I, I don't know if I feel the need to say it, but, you know, the, I've, I've learned so much from you two. In the book whispers yeah. as well. I really yeah, have. No, I have too. And it's 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 like it's, we all it's, have actually. Yeah. From it's been a real information exchange. Yeah. Has, mm-hmm. and, a, and, a, and there's a real generosity of spirit. I think. Yeah. That that, mm-hmm. that the energy has sort of created, and we and we've chucked it out there yeah. as well. And but we've also chucked it at one another. <laughs> <laughs> and some of it, some of the mud is stuck. Um, there's a but it's it's interesting because you as as an author you tend to you're solo. You know, as an author, you're working on your own. Most of the time you're writing on your own, you know, sort of like apart from when you're standing in front of the media uh, or you're, you're sort of doing presentations or speeches mm-hmm. or something. You know, most most of the time you're yeah. you're on your own. Yeah. And it's like you don't realise quite how much 
having that community and having having this group, yeah. actually, of people of like minded people that yeah, actually really, really, really helps. You're right. You know that that whole creation of of not just of art but of a living out of a blank screen. Hmm. I think people people will sometimes say to me, "How hard can you work? Ha, how hard can it be?" Actually, the answer <laughs> is very hard. <laughs> it is hard. <laughs> you're creating something out of absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. And then you're trying to convince other people that really you want it. No, yes. really you do want it. <laughs> Your life depends on it. <laughs> and that actually, you know, sometimes can be a really lonely route. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you're, you're this voice in, in quite a crowded market as well. Mm. So I think there's strength in, in, in gathering together and supporting one another. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. look at us, pat ourselves on the back. Pat, 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 pat. Can you hear that? Pat, pat. You probably can't. <laughs> probably not. Yes. So listen, now that we have um, discovered who the 80s pop star is, we're going to finish off this beautiful podcast by saying, what have we got planned this week, girls? Well, I've oh. got I've got something quite exciting. Oh, so oh like, wait, 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 wait! Mary turned up and it's bouncing in her seat. She She's is. She's bouncing she with is. excitement. Go on then. Um, I'm starting work on the second draft of my novel, and I'm working. I'm, work, I'm working with an editor, uh, absolutely brilliant editor, and uh, and I'm completely changing it. So it was a psychological thriller, but it's actually not. It's going to be a. I think I think the category that we we decided it fits into is time slip fantasy. So I'm really quite excited because it's like you know because I've been writing this this I mean because I'm a memoir writer um, I'm quite sort of new to the idea of writing novels Um, but I mean one of the things about the book whispers it's really inspired me to to sort of stretch my you know my my craft into different directions (laughs) and uh, yeah so. I'm, I'm starting amazing. starting to actually work on it this week, so I'm really I'm really I'm raring to go with it. <laughs> As you say, I'm bouncing in my seat. I'm so excited about it. And that's so half the battle to yeah. to love it so much that you can't wait to start. Yeah, yeah. You can't fail. Yeah. The minute you know you've got that energy and that love for the project already, then that's going to power you through. Yeah. That's amazing. That's well, good. I'm going to be really interested about the 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 process of working with an editor yeah. at a fairly early stage because it's something mm-hmm. I've never done. So brilliant! Yeah. Well done, you. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's exciting. How about you, Lee Taylor, eighties um, pop star, Miss Pickles? <laughs> oh, Prickles. Prickles, yes, Miss Prickles. <laughs> um, I'm just doing the same old, same old. You know, um, writing. I'm I'm actually editing one of the poets. Uh, for Scaramouche I'm editing his work at the moment Brilliant. going through that and probably doing a few bits and pieces of illustration for it as well oh, illustration yeah. there's nothing she nothing can't do nothing you can't do just a, just a touch a little just touch a touch here and there so, nice so that's that's largely what I'll be working on this uh-huh. week Wonderful. Fantastic. What about you, Sue? Well, this week I've got a very exciting project going on. See, she's bouncing in her chair too. (laughs) I am bouncing. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we've got a deadline now in that uh, our sister company, Double Entendre Limited. Double. Double Entendre Limited. uh, Has got its first book coming out, along with seven other books in hot succession uh, and 12 cards. Oh, the cards. And we're Brilliant. all going yeah. on the road with them. So it's all very exciting. Fantastic. So, yes, Lizzie and her lady garden <laughs> will be in the shops before Christmas, accompanied by um, Gordon and his glitter balls. 
You may laugh, but I already have rather a large list of lovely people waiting for Gordon and his glitter balls just in time for Strictly. <laughs> so, you know what? Excellent. If you need something to stick, stick in somebody's stocking over Christmas, you Oh, absolutely. I'll be getting my copies. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've, I've got Christmas sorted with your books. Christmas is sorted. Connie yeah. and Cuthbert's Commodious Caravan. Have I got time to read it quickly? Connie and Cuthbert's Caravan was enormous. It was commodious. It could house a full-blown orchestra on that splendidly melodious. <laughs> That's the kind of classic <laughs> offering that is going on in Double Entendre Limited in a shop near you for Christmas. Brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. Yes. It's never dull, is it? So what we actually what we should, what we should be doing is putting links on the um, book whispers to Scaramouche and to um, to the Double Entendre Publishing and the Wee Book Company, etc. We should exciting. actually have any links up there for them so, Which so that people will. can find them easily. And talking about those people, what would we say as a final a cheerio good luck with your writing practice to people who want to pick up their pen and start writing this week? What's our piece of advice? Get a good pen Get and a good, good piece pen. and, and, and a note join us. And, and join, join us. us. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like you know that I mean the nice thing about it is it's like rubbing the lamp, isn't it? It's like <laughs> double entendre. Um, you yes, might want to sit there rubbing your lamp, but I have you know that you're in company. You might I mean, want to do that. That would be a rather big one piece advice by joining the by joining the book whispers. You Good get all well the advice, so it's like you know yeah. yeah so the best thing you can do is sort of come we and join are a one stop author shop. Absolutely, are. we are, aren't including we? going yeah. to have merch merchandise in our shop merch. soon. Merch, which yeah. Oh, you can buy a t-shirt. I want the cup. I want the mug. I want the tote bag. Thank you so much for podcasting with us. We've enjoyed having you. I love it. We've all gone 80s pop We have. Thank you so much for listening. Find us on Facebook. Find us on the bookwhisperers.com. We do know who we are, honestly. Have the best week ever. And remember to get writing. Just get writing. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. The empty page is not Pick your enemy. <laughs> Pass the cake, Mary. Oh, have you drunk all the tea? For heaven's sake. It's oh, a icing. Day. You've got icing all over your chin, Sue. <laughs> I didn't like to tell her. Mummy, mummy, can you wipe it off? <laughs> I wish I'm going to get a ball gown next week. What do you think? I think I think we all should. <laughs> Just yeah. call us Miss Prickles. 